It's good to be in the house of the Lord today, isn't it? Amen. Father, we love you and we praise you this morning for who you are and as we've celebrated you and we've seen you move on our hearts. We've seen that, God, you are continuing to pursue us and, Lord, we are continuing to pursue you. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it truly is in heaven. Father, we are kingdom carriers here. And Father, we want to bring your kingdom to the earth, that people would experience you because you are a good, good Father. You are amazing. And so, Lord, today, make your word amazing. Father, I pray that there would be an opening of our hearts, that today, God, you would speak to us all right where we need to be spoken to. Lord, you know where there is deception you know where there is things that set themselves up against your knowledge in us and so father we would just want to bring those things down and bring our hearts in captivity god to your obedience to your word to your purpose and so lord may we just surrender ourselves even to your word today that we would become like your word not like each other <laughs> but like you and what your word says. So Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you are conforming us to your image. Lord, we love you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Man, God is good. Can I have a witness on that? Amen. I hope you've, uh, if you're a guest with us today, I pray that you have felt God's presence um, that you have experienced him today in a new way and uh, that you will come back and be with us again because the Lord continues to add people to this church and he's doing something. There's a movement of God. There is something that God is doing and we need to be cooperating with God. Can, amen? amen? Amen. Well, I want to, before I get into my message today and uh, start talking about um, today's kind of our kickoff Sunday for um, Connect groups are going to start back up next week, not this week, but next week. And so today we had planned to talk about connect groups and uh, have the meal after service and really just want to encourage all of you to get connected uh, because there's a purpose in connect groups and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But before I get into my message, I really uh, felt like the Lord wanted me to review with us a little bit of what even went, what took place last Sunday and last weekend. Um, the Lord did something in this house. You guys realize that? Did anybody get any level of freedom or breakthrough last weekend? I, I can see that we were set up last weekend by the Lord, and uh, I just want to challenge us. Um, there's some things the Lord put in my heart about even last weekend as we went through the healing seminar uh, you know, we ha as a church are in a real season of deliverance. I believe this whole year is going to be a year of God's people getting set free in certain specific areas, maybe areas they've struggled with for many, many years, maybe areas of the mind uh, or your emotions where you've just never really had breakthrough or victory, and it's been this rep repetitive cycle. Has anybody went through some repetitive cycles in your own mind? in your own emotions, 
in the health of your family, and those type of things. I believe God is bringing us this year into a season of deliverance and freedom, and we are trying to pursue that deliverance and that freedom. How many believe God's people need delivered? (laughs) Not just the wife beside you or the husband beside you, but say, I need deliverance. I need it. And I'm going to pursue it. Amen. I'm not just going to talk about it. (laughs) See, I think we've been talking about deliverance and freedom for a long time. We haven't really moved into it. So last week was a, a time of deliverance and freedom. And this week I really just wanted to ask how many this week, you've literally, after you went through the service and you went through the weekend, how many of you have been really pursuing your freedom this week? Good, 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 good. See, one of the things the Lord spoke last week was, uh, I remember Mike up here and he was going, no, 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 no. Remember the way he said, no, 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 devil, you're not going to get me on this this time. Uh, No, 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 fear, no, fear, you're not going to get me this time. Depression, no, 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 nope, stop right there, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Did anybody shake their finger this week? I sure did. I was reminded of that several, several times. This, Bill even talked about shifting. we got to shift with the Lord. The Lord is shifting us. And we need to begin to talk to the enemy and say, uh, you ain't trespassing any longer. I've put up with you way too long, you familiar spirit. No, 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 no. You don't get me any longer. Not going there, enemy. Nope, nope, nope. No pressure. You're putting pressure on me. You're trying to make me feel overwhelmed. No, no, no. I'm not overwhelmed. Oh, no, no. Objects in me are not that close. They seem closer than what they appear, but no, 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 no. Enemy, you're trying to overwhelm me. You're trying to make me feel pressure. No, 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 no. You got to talk to yourself. You may th- people may think you're schizophrenic, but you're really not. <laughs> People may think you're really out there and wacko. You're real, well, you are, but you're not. You got to talk to yourself out loud. When you start to feel the pressure of the enemy, <laughs> no, 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 no. I know your tactics. Now, I'm not trying to blame everything on the enemy. We're just in a season of breaking off some, some strongholds that the enemy has been involved in in our lives. So there's not a demon behind every corner. And, oh, and there's a, oh, he's underneath that tree right there. Watch it over there, Bethany. We're, we're not talking about that, but we are talking about that we've given up some ground or the enemy has had some legal rights in our lives because of certain things. And we are taking back that land. Can I have an amen on that? But here's what the Lord put on my heart. Um, We have to really be serious about our freedom. And we have to shift when the Lord says shift. We have to move when the Lord says move. And the prophetic word is get ready, get ready, get ready. You see, shift, what I believe this year, what shift means, as Bill shared it last week, I believe it's time to apply truth rather than talk about truth. 
I believe the shift is we've been talking about getting free. We've been talking about obeying God. We've been talking about reading the word. We've been talking about getting it inside of it. But how many know talk's cheap? But the shift that I believe God's bringing to us is it's now time to apply the truth, to apply the Word of God, to get it working. It's no longer good enough to come here, hear a message, and say, man, that was a good message, and then go home and act the same way. It's no longer okay to go through a healing seminar, hear some powerful truths, and get a little, little bit of freedom and then not apply it when you go home. So here's, I want to give you an example of what Karen and I went through this week. Because this is what I'm talking about, shifting and moving from just being hearers of the word, but being doers of the word of God. I'm talking about moving and shifting from just hearing it and applying it. So it, during the healing seminar, and we started going all over these, remember the handout they gave you? And I had started this prior to this because Tom had given me this list of things to look at. And here's one thing that the Lord highlighted. I didn't realize the Lord highlighted it to Karen during the seminar, but he had highlighted it a couple months ago to me. And then he highlighted it again in the seminar. But the issue was on that piece of paper was infirmity and disease. And he highlighted that area, and above that area, it says uh, the occult, and it's under the, 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 the heading of occult. And, and so I was like, hmm. And so the Lord, as the Holy Spirit begins to move in our hearts, he begins to isolate areas that you need freedom he begins to say, okay, here's a spirit of fear that you need to deal with. Here's an area you need to deal with in your heart. And we talk about getting free in certain areas of our life. But then we don't apply truth to make sure that we get the freedom in our life. And so here's what Karen and I did. So the Lord highlighted this, this, this disease and infirmity. And here's the things that went through our minds. Joel was attacked in his spine. I may get emotional. Abraham in basketball this year has had two concussions, a hip flexor, and has not been able to play. We had a miscarriage. Karen's grandmother had a miscarriage. My grandfather had some issues physically and died prematurely. I started going on, when our kids were really, really young, two, three, four, there was a two-year period there where sickness just really hit our children. And many of you walked with us through that journey of praying and coming against it. And we, and we went down through this whole list of things, arthritis on my mother's side, um, sugar diabetes on my father's side. We started going through all these different things of infirmity and disease, but it was under the heading of the occult. And so Karen and I, we got our sheet out, and we started praying this week, and we held hands, and everybody was gone. It was just me and her. And it was like, no more. 
so we began to pray over that list. We began to attack some ungodly beliefs. Here's what the Lord began to show us. Karen's father was in Freemasonry. Karen's grandmother was an Eastern star. And there was some areas where Karen and I, I had dabbled with a Ouija board one time. Karen was with a bunch of teenagers when she was in high school, and they were starting to start a seance. And Karen didn't participate in it, but she was there. And we started... Forgive us for where we've participated. But God, we come and we bring our ancestors before you. We bring our family line before you. There's not going to be any more miscarriages in my family. There's not going to be any more endometriosis and female problems in my family. There's not going to be this trespassing of the enemy any longer on this generational line. And we started to go through, you know, the list at the seminar. They, they help you get just a process of, of going through and taking authority over those things that the Spirit of God was highlighting to Karen and I. And we had a really good time this week in prayer together as husband and wife taking authority over some of those areas of our life. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not even what I'm preaching on, by the way, today, but that's uh, part one. Because <laughs> the Lord compelled me to, oh, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit strike while the iron's hot. That's right. <laughs> it was later. So the shift is, it's time to apply the Word of God and do it. Now, how many of us have done that, or how many have thought of that would be a really good idea and not followed through with it? How many have watched prison break instead of going to prayer with your family? I have! Isn't that a really good prison break? I'm advertising for prison break. All 80 episodes. All 80 episodes. Wow, you're further ahead of me. No. I'm asking you, have you dealt with your freedom this week? Have you done something like that this week? Because I want to capture the moment of God that took place last week, and I want to carry revival to this city and this region because we have a people who are serious about getting their freedom. That there's a people who say, I am going to apply the word of God to my life and I'm going to get free because that's the grace of God that's on us right now. Amen. I want to get militant. <laughs> Anybody else? So I'm not here trying to, to guilt you or be the Holy Spirit to convict you. But it's time to shift. And it's time to apply the word of God to our life rather than just talk about it. That's 
It's time to apply. Everybody say, time to apply truth. Rather than hearing truth. So my question is, is, did you apply truth this week? And only you can say yes or no. In public, you can make it sound like you're just one Mr. or Mrs. Spiritual Wonder Woman or Wonder Man. But I hope you're taking this stuff very, very seriously. Amen? And so today, as we get into the Word of God, I'm going to go into another area that I believe helps us to get free as well. And, uh, but it's, uh, it, may, it may seem like, well, what, how's that going to get us free? So today we're going to talk about creating an authentic Christian community here at New Covenant Worship Center. Because I believe where the presence of God is and where there's an authentic Christian community, I do believe people get set free. And so we want to uh, go there today, connect group, it's connect group, Connect group kickoff Sunday, and I pray that you'll stay for the wonderful chili, and I pray that even today's message might challenge you to stay and put off your plans, but if they don't, that's okay too. I'll enjoy more potato soup and chili, evidently, if you don't stick around. So, but at any rate, so where I want to go today was talking about authentic Christian community, and over the last couple months, we have revisited, a, revisited, our mission statement as a church and over the last several months we've been talking about it in our meetings we've been talking about it in the ministry team meetings and as we've been talking about the mission statement or the purpose for why this church exists God has been blowing something over that mission statement there has been a reactivation of grace there's been something that God has gone and he's blown over it and he's stirring things up, and he's getting people excited. Matter of fact, even this week, some in our community got excited about our mission statement. And I don't know if you heard, but we put an ad in the Great Deals magazine with our mission statement. And somebody, bless their heart, I praise God for them, and we bless them. But they thought that it should be illegal. They thought that our words were too radical they felt that it should be illegal to put what we put in the great deals magazine and so but denny kramer prophesied over this church i any press is good press and so we got some press this week over our mission statement and through that, the Lord, a lot of people said, no, 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 those people out there, they really love God. No, 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 no. What's wrong with, with that? There's nothing illegal about that. So I'm going to pull up our mission statement just so you can see what should be illegal. <laughs> and I misspelled statement. Wow, there should be an E in that. Wow. Could you maybe correct that so that we can be grammatically correct? Our mission statement, <coughs> statement, this is who we are and this is why we exist. We are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who will love deeply 
They will serve sacrificially. They will speak truthfully and live holy. We added that this week. And go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Calling all people to confess Jesus Christ is Lord and he is Savior. Can I have an amen? Now I want you to say it with me with something like you mean it. We are raising up radical passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who will love deeply, serve sacrificially, speak truthfully, live holy, and go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit, calling all people to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Everybody say amen. Say, that's who I am. That's who I'm going to be. And I won't apologize for it. I won't apologize for it. Now, how many believe that statement? That's what we're about. That's who we are. That's where we're going. We're not there yet. We're a work in progress. And part of us getting free is that work in progress because it's going to take an army of free people to break off the bondages and the garbage that's in our culture. Can I have an amen on that? So that mission statement, we are raising up radical lovers of God and radical lovers of people. And today what I want to talk about is as we move towards that radical love of God and radical love of people, because we're not there yet, but we're moving towards a goal, a purpose, a mission. You are moving towards a goal, a plan, a mission for your life. You're to be part of that. Amen. Matter of fact, Jenny Kramer said, go with those who will go with you. Leave no one behind. But then he also said that there may be some that don't. Ouch. I don't want that. So we're raising up radical lovers of God and radical lovers of people. Now what I want to do is I get into my message today. I want to talk a little bit about what radical is. Because people are looking at it from a radical Islam perspective. And we're looking at it from a radical lover perspective. Radical lovers, aggressive lovers of God. But just so you know what radical means, you guys want to know what it means? You may think you know. Radical means going back to the root or origin. It means going back to the root and origin. It's like when Jesus, in John's vision of revelations, and John gets this revelation and he hears Jesus say to the church in Ephesus, and he warns the church in Ephesus, he says, you've strayed from your first love. 
I have this against you. Church in America, you've strayed from your first love. See, the original root or the original beginning in Revelations 2-4 to the church in Ephesus was that the American church is in the same place, that we need to be returning to a radical first love of Jesus Christ. The word radical here means that the radical love for God is the root or it is the origin of loving deeply, serving sacrificially, going globally, living holy, and and being empowered by the supernatural uh, Holy Spirit. That the very root or origin of where it comes from, it comes from Christ being the first love. Can I have an amen on that? Radical means we've got to return to that, that there's this call. Radical means there's a radical call to return to your origin. Radical means to be thorough or extreme in regards to change. Change of what? From what is accepted or what is traditional. See, the American church has got into what is acceptable and what is traditional. And, and the church in America has come a ways, but what used to be accepted and traditional was sitting in your pew and not participating in the worship service. And then what became acceptable was, I've got a river of life flowing out of me, making the line to walk and the to see. And there's nothing wrong with it. We go from glory to glory. And praise God what's happening in in some churches, traditional churches, is they're starting to realize that tongues and interpretation of tongues and the gifts of the Spirit are acceptable. (laughs) That they're not wrong. But change. Radical means change. How many believe that the way Christianity is expressed in America needs to change? How many believe the way Christianity is expressed at New Covenant needs to change? It does. You see, radical lovers are people who hold or follow strong conviction. They hold to extreme principles. Radical lovers are revolutionaries who bring supernatural spiritual reform and they affect the fundamental nature of their society that will be far out, far reaching. That's what radical means. Radical lovers of God change and affect the culture rather than allowing the culture to change and affect it. Let me say that again. Radical lovers change culture. They don't allow culture to change them. The passage Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world any longer. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might know what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, so we are change agents. We are revolutionaries, lovers, aggressive lovers of God. They are revolutionaries. They change culture. They don't conform to culture. And there has been too much conforming to culture in the body of Christ. Can I have an amen? I have conformed to the culture way too much. Has anybody else? You see, radical lovers of God are not apathetic. They're not bored. They're not business as usual people. But they have been radically changed by the love and the power of God. That's what I believe we are. Raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people. Can I have an amen on that? But today what I want to do is, if we're going to get there, that uh, we're going to raise up this army, this passionate, aggressive lovers of God and lovers of people. The issue is, how do we become great lovers of people? Now, what I appreciated about several of the comments on Facebook was the people from our church that did comment, commented in love. They didn't try to defend themselves. They didn't try to sarcastically remark, but we loved back instead of trying to defend ourselves or be something else because we need to love. Can I have an amen on that? But lovers of people, here's our goal. Here's our vision of loving people. Our value is authentic community. Raising up an authentic Christian community here at New Covenant that will enlarge and grow and have impact within the city and this region, right? Isn't that our goal? Raising up an authentic, loving Christian community, not a selfish community, as Mike was preaching several weeks ago. He talked about selfishness, and we all have struggled with selfishness, haven't we? Yep. But here's what we desire. We desire to recapture something that has been lost in the body of Christ. We desire to recapture relational Christianity by being a community of believers that emphasize something. When you're talking about being radical, aggressive, we are going to be emphasizing something. And we need to get better at communicating what we're trying to emphasize. (laughs) Can I have an amen on that? We need to get better at communicating the vision and the purpose and how we're getting there. You know, one of the classes that we're going to teach this week, starting this week, is called Radical. Do you think there might be a reason why we're doing the class called Radical? Because we're trying to shift the culture here at New Covenant. We're trying to shift and we're trying to bring something to us as a body that we desperately need. And I want to encourage you, if there's something in you, if there's a message inside of you, let us know. Because you know what? We need everybody declaring what God has put inside of them. Amen? But one of the things we want to emphasize is genuine friendships, strong families, ministry through caring relationships. You see, here's the deal. If we're going to love people well, you can't avoid them. If you're going to love God well, you can't avoid him. 
If you want to love God really well, you can't isolate yourself from him. And if you want to love people well, you can't isolate yourself from people. And some of you are doing a really good job of isolating yourself. <laughs> I'm not stepping on any toes, am I? What we want to do is experiencing together what it means to be a church without walls. That in this house, whether you're rich or poor, whether you have or have not, whether you're strung out on drugs or whether you're free, that there is a community here that loves you. If you're bound in a sin, that this Christian community will help pull you out of your sin. That we won't leave you there, but we'll declare who you really are, and that is not who you are. This is who you are. That authentic Christian community helps each other. Can I have an amen on that? We'll get there. We're getting there. Because the reason I know we're getting there, I'll tell you this right now. Last weekend, I was one proud papa. We had 87 people that signed up for a healing seminar, and Friday night was a little rough start. And I bet we only lost four to five people, and everybody else came back. You know what that tells me? We're maturing. You know what that tells me? Is people died to self and said, I don't care. It may have not just been perfect or just the way I wanted it, but I'm coming back. And they stuck it out. That's maturing. Because <laughs> I'll tell you, five years ago, we would have went from 87 to 32. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been back. <laughs> Because I was selfish with y'all too. I need to grow up too. Can I have an amen on that? <laughs> so in a Christian, authentic Christian community, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one has a need, we all want to help with the need. You know, in Acts 2.42, that's a passage in Scripture that we've quoted over and over about what the early church did. You know, they met together all the time. They were crazy about each other. They had everything in common. They actually liked hanging out. Matter of fact, they liked hanging out so much that people were getting saved. Matter of fact, they loved hanging out, and they loved to hear the apostles' teaching, and they loved fellowship. They loved the breaking of bread. They loved being with each other so much that several thousand came to know Christ pretty gone quick. All because they loved each other. Wow. Imagine that. But I believe some of that's been lost in the body of Christ. Would you agree with me? Now what the body of Christ gets accused of is cliques and this and then the haves-nots and they don't want me here and they don't want me there. And they're the, the church has been known for complaining and isolationism rather than true, authentic love, friendship, and relationship. I think that needs to change. Anybody got a witness on that? Well, we're going to get there. 
See, the body of Christ needs to change because if we're going to become that relational Christianity community that, God, that, that loves God deeply and loves people de- deeply, then how in the world are we going to get there and how are we going to do it? How are we going to become the lovers of God and lovers of people? How are we going to do it? How do we get there? How do we get there? Here's the deal. Sunday mornings are great for corporate worship. Sunday mornings are great for praying for one another and and having a good time in the Lord, hearing a message and, and God giving us direction. Sunday mornings are great to say hello. <laughs> How you doing? But they're not great for having a conversation. How many of you have walked through that door and you wanted to have a 10-minute conversation with me on a Sunday morning? And you get interrupted and this one peeled and, and, and it's like a, it's Sunday mornings. The corporate celebration is not good for relationship connection. Is that true? It's like, oh, hey, Ash, see you next week. Oh, hey, Luke, uh, good to see you, dude. How are you? Great. Okay. See ya. Right? It's great for connecting with family, just little, but you know, just a little. But to go to the deep love that we're talking about, ain't going to happen on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. To go deep with Alex on Sunday morning, dude, you got to have forty-five minutes with him. <laughs> it just is. You got to have a cup of coffee. Right. Take your bulletin in, you get a 10% discount. You see, our connect groups are designed to build strong, meaningful relationships through intentional time together in smaller places like our homes, right? Food, fun, fellowship, prayer, and the presence of God is what a connect group should be all about. Amen? And that facilitates, that facilitates God's presence, connecting, relationships, friendships. That's why we have a structure called Connect Group, so that you can get connected to people, because you need people. People do not grow in isolation. People get picked off in isolation. People get taken out in isolation. People fall through the cracks in isolation. Can I have an amen on that? So, what connect groups are for are powerful moments where our hearts can connect and knit together and we can share in each other's victories and struggles. Oh, Eric, that's the problem (laughs) with connect groups. Everybody's got problems. Matter of fact, I hear about the problems more than I hear about the victories. Oh, the reason I don't want to go to connect groups is, oh, it's about the problems. Guess what? Too bad. Because there are some times when you need to say to somebody that you love, God, you're wearing me out with your problems. God is the victor. You are more than a conqueror. Don't whine. 
and wine. Dude, you should be drunk by now with that much wine. And here's the real stinking truth about connect groups is there is some whining that needs to be channeled to prayer. But I promise you, if you're going to become an aggressive, passionate lover of people, you have got to get your love stretched. You've got to begin to develop the muscle of love, of patience, of kindness, of tenderness, of not keeping record of wrong. Isn't that what a marriage is? Glory? I mean, do you have problems with your spouse at times where you have to be really patient? Or is your marriage perfect like mine? I never disagree with Karen. She always agrees with me. <laughs> I'm joking, but is this not truly where the rubber meets the road? That it is actually in the conflict. It's when you put your muscle under pressure at the gym and you tear the muscle and it goes, ow, that the muscle is actually built. Do I have an exercise science man here that will say amen? amen? And so you've got to tear your love. You've got to stretch it. You've got to go to a connect group and you've got to go, oh, they're here again. <laughs> Eric showed up. Oh, gosh. Here's the funny thing. I, I, I remember when Alex and Kate first started coming to New Covenant. Oh, this place is wonderful. Oh, gosh, I'm in heaven. I said, wait a month. <laughs> I said, dude, come, help us. Help us to grow the kingdom of God here. We're immature and we need to grow. Immature? No, this is radical. This place is great. All of a sudden, hey, by the way, you're right. <laughs> There's issues here. Scrappy, let's run. <laughs> you mean New Covenant's not perfect? No. <laughs> it's not intended to be. It's intended to be like this so it rubs your rough edges off. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So while you're waning, whining and complaining, you should be rejoicing. You should be, oh, I'm growing because that dude's hard to be around. <laughs> you should be saying, wow, I'm being conformed to the image of Christ because I don't want to love right now. I don't want to keep my love on. I want to pout and leave. I want to isolate myself. I don't want to go to that because it takes too much time or it, 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 they don't do it the way I would do it. Good. Amen. It's not intended to do it like you do it. Because right. if we did it like you would do it, the other people wouldn't come. Right. Oh, man, I'm hitting on a full cylinder now.
Your love gets stretched when you see people's imperfections and struggles. Oh, you mean I wasn't invited to the baby shower? <laughs> I feel rejected. I wanted to come to the baby shower. No, you didn't. You didn't want to spend $35 on a gift. <laughs> you liar. Sorry, I'm being so truthful this morning. See, we're trying to learn how to even love Eric when he preaches. <laughs> Visitors, I'm sorry, it's always like this. So if anybody here tries to tell you it's not, they're lying. So, has anybody had the opportunity to have their love stretched at New Covenant? Has anybody had the opportunity to complain? There should be more hands up. Thank you. We're honest people. We tr speak truthfully. Some of you put two hands up. You've been doubly. Oh, yes, I've been there. Yep, 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 yep. Well, our goal is to not create a perfect place. If we create a utopia perfect place, I'm sorry, you will be in heaven. You will be buried six foot under the ground, and you will have arrived. So if you think this church is for you and about you, you are in the wrong place. I'll dash your hopes already, and I'll let you know God is trying to conform you to his image, and he is trying to make us a passionate, aggressive, lovers of God and lovers of people who will love deeply, who will serve each other sacrificially to our own hurt, that I will put you before myself. That I will think about what you're going through before I try to get you to think about what I'm going through. That's good stuff. So if they will, pull up Matthew 22 if you have your Bibles. We're not going to get all the way through. We're going to wind this down pretty quickly here. But the good thing is, guys, you're not going to be late for lunch because it's here. <laughs> Matthew 22, verse 36 through 39 says, the Pharisees and the people asked Jesus, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied to him, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is just like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Is that a command? Or is that a suggestion? So how can you love people if you're never with them? How can you grow in your love for people 
if you're not with them. See, we have a problem in our culture. As soon as there's the slightest hint of disagreement, I get my track shoes on. Haven't had them on lately. Matter of fact, we need to throw our track shoes away. And we need to run to difficulty, not away from it. Because we realize we're being enlarged. Our capacity to love people is being enlarged. You know, I've heard many people say, oh, I love God, but I don't love his people. Here's what I want to say. You can't love God if you don't love his people. Because actually his people are precious. Actually they're, they're a holy bride. They're without spot or wrinkle. We actually have to look at them after the spirit rather than the flesh struggles. We have to see them for who they really are, not the way they're behaving. That's a whole other message. But how can we connect with people? How can we, because you know when we start to connect like in a connect group, all of a sudden, when someone's sick, I get the opportunity to now bring the kingdom of heaven to them, and I, need to, I get to bring love to them. Or if somebody's in the hospital, I get to go visit them. Or if somebody needs a meal, we get to take meals to them. Actually, if the church was loving deeply, we wouldn't have to have Angie Shevjack organize meals for the sick. It would just organically take place. But because we're not there yet, she does it to help us to facilitate the care in this church because we're growing to get to this place. Can I have an amen on that? And part of the structure in order to help us get there is connect groups. And I'm hoping and praying that you get involved in the connect group. Matter of fact, if more people get involved in connect group, we have one that's full already. And I hope we fill them up and pack them up and have to start more. I hope there's people that come and say, man, I need to be opening my home and being in a connect group. But you know what? All that stuff can't be done on a Sunday morning. And you know why? Because it's impossible to connect on a Sunday morning. I have several examples here. I have several names on a list here. And I'm probably not going to give their their names right now. I will. Is Susan Todd here today? No. She's not here. Does anybody have a clue who she is? One, two, three. Why do you think those three people are the only ones that know who she is? Because they connected with her. You guys don't have a clue. She, she's in her 60s. And she just took on a little child that's her nieces who went to, got put in prison. And she's now taking care of that little girl. And her whole life's been turned upside down. But you wouldn't know it. There's some times where I talk to somebody and I'll say, John Doe. And someone goes, who in the world's that? You can't know John Doe here. John, are you here, by the way? I can list all the examples of the, just the things that took place this week with me going to the hospital and the funeral and all kinds of stuff that took place with caring for people. See, our connect group people are pastors. Our connect group are pastors who are caring for the, the flock because there's no way one man can, can care for a flock. But we have to have smaller flocks 
in order to care for the people. The young group, uh, the young group that meets on Saturday, that's a connect group for young adults to get connected, to, to grow in their walk with God, right? Here's my question. If we're commanded to love God and to love others, and we can't do that on a Sunday morning, how are you doing it? The question is, is are you connected? Are you an isolationist or are you connected? Maybe you're connected in a different way. Or are you just one of those who just attend, but you're really not a part of the body? Now see, I could go into 1 Corinthians 12, and I could talk about the body and how many are falling asleep and are sick among you because you don't rightly divide the body of Christ. That actually there's unhealth in people's life because they don't value and understand they're connected. You're actually baptized into the body of Christ. Are you connected? Well, I'm going to wind down because I hear growling stomachs and I feel toes being stepped on. Here's what a few people said about connect groups. I asked a few people about the connect groups at New Covenant and here's what I heard. The first person said, I did not want to go to connect groups. I did not want relationships. Relationships were way too painful and disappointing. But when I did, connect groups pulled, us, pulled out the best in us. Connecting, fellowship, vulnerability, freedom, it strengthened our walk with God. We now enjoy meeting with our family, and we rely on them for support. Second person I asked said this. Initially, as newcomers to New Covenant, connect groups were a great way to meet and fellowship with people. From there, God took us out of our comfort zone. <laughs> as we opened our own home, even, to offer the same opportunities to others. Connect has been a great place to practice God's principles. Goes further. To practice God's principles without the intimidation of the larger setting. Thus, helping us as well as others to break down walls. He has opened our eyes to the care and the needs of others within the small group and the church as a whole. It has helped us to step out in faith and to better serve and trust him. Anybody want some of that? Third person, for me, connect groups have been a safe environment where you can get intimate with people and go deep. To, do, to really do life with people rather than just do church. Realizing and understanding that we all go through the same things in our marriages and life. This is what doing life together means. Fourth person, I have been so stretched out of my comfort zone through my connect group. I would never pray out loud in front of people. I can now do that. I used to have so much fear to talk in front of people, and my connect group has helped me to destroy that fear. See, it's time to shift, my friends. If we're going to become that radical, aggressive, passionate lovers of God and lovers of people, we've got to spend time together. 
we got to get rub warts. We got to find that everyone in this room, every one of you have dysfunction. Every one of you have issues just like me. Every one of you have places of your life that are not conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen on that? And that it's through our relational connection. It's through iron sharpening iron. It's through challenging one another. It's through being vulnerable with one another. It's through connecting with the body of Christ that we actually start growing our passionate love. I believe I'm loving better today than I loved five years ago. And I believe that because I'm connected to some wonderful people who have been patient with me, who have seen my shortcomings and chosen to love me anyway, that they have allowed themselves to be stretched in their love and their capacity to love. And my question is, is where are you at? You know, today our connect groups are going to just share a little bit of the vision of each of them. We have six connect group right now. Ned and Tammy are not doing their connect group right now because of the winter and their their driveway's treacherous. But they're going to have an opportunity at, while we eat. We're going to go back here today and we're going to have a, a lunch. We're going to have potato soup and chili. And um, we're just going to connect and have fun. But while we're eating, each Connect Group leader is going to get up and just share a brief about what they're trying to do, about what they're trying to accomplish within the relationships within their group. And I pray you'll stay for that. I pray you'll look into each group and just sign up for a group. Because what we want to do is we want to kind of equalize the number of people that are in each group. We'll try to get you in the group that you desire. But we also may stretch you. Does anybody like to be stretched, their love stretched? Because here's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you. We can't get everybody in Alger and Connie's life group. (laughs) (laughs) Joke. Here's the God's honest truth. If you don't get in the connect group that you want, it's probably designed by God. Because you're probably very comfortable with the one, and God's probably going to enlarge your love and your capacity to love by getting you in the one that you may not get in. Now, you may get there. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We're going to try. But how many know you can only have about 12 to 15 people in your home comfortably? Right? And so we're trying to keep them smaller so that we can actually do life and we can actually connect. Because here's the real goal of connect groups. It's to get us connected to each other and to get us connected to God and to grow and to mature. You know, the, the, the vision is connect, grow, and do. We want to connect with each other. We want to grow And then we want to do something for God. Amen? So if you will, stand up with me. Sorry I went a little over for those who are burning a roast right now. I hope you will stay for dinner. I'm going to pray for the food. That way uh, we can go back and eat and have some fun together. I would encourage you when you go back to eat today, how about sitting with somebody that you haven't connected with? How about getting out of your comfort zone and saying, hey, hey, I'm really uncomfortable right now. Who are you? (laughs) Are you new to the church? Oh, no, I've been coming for a year. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) A year? Yeah, been here a year. Yeah. Yeah, I teach your child and children's church. What? (laughs) 
It happens a lot. And we got to get better at loving each other. Can I have an amen on that? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this wonderful church. I thank you, God, that you really are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and lovers of people. That is who we are. That is who we are. And Father, I thank you for it. And I pray today, God, that this message would just not be an advertising strategy for connect groups. But that our hearts would be convicted about, are we really connected in relationship? Are we allowing our love to grow? Are we allowing ourselves to love and to be loved? So, Father, I do pray that you would convict our hearts on what you want us to do. Today, God, I thank you for the Connect Group leaders who have made this food. They've made wonderful chili. They've made wonderful potato soup for us. And, Father, I thank you for it. It's free. There's no charge. It's just let's connect and be family. So today, God, as we eat, would you bless and sanctify this food to our bodies, bringing glory to you that we might serve you. That you might strengthen us to be an authentic Christian community that loves each other deeply. So that, Lord, when we love each other deeply internally, we may love deeply the city and the people of this community. Father, I thank you. We love you and we praise you. We honor you in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you are new to us, go out these doors and hang a left.